You are now listening to Secret Session, a podcast where we analyze Taylor Swift's entire discography one song at a time in thematic order. Join us as we tell the story behind the lyrics. Hey there, Swifties! Welcome back for another episode of Secret Session Podcast. These are your hosts, Noel and Alice, and today we're going to talk about the song Cold As You. The reasons why we wanted to talk about this song is, um, are, it's cold, and (laughs) it's winter, and and we've been talking about this song for quite a while now, so we've kind of sprinkled mentions here and there, Yeah. so it was time to talk about this amazing song. Yeah, and it's a track five, and we just talked about the concept of track fives, and of course, this is from Taylor's debut album, and it was written by Taylor Swift and Liz Rose, a duo that we love. Absolutely. Because they've given us so many great songs. Yes. So yeah, this song was also the track five of one of Taylor's demo CDs from 2004. So we can assume that she wrote this song when she was about 14 or 15 years old. Yes. And I've read recently, you know, to write the script, that she was 13 when she started writing songs with Led Rose. So she might have been even younger than 14. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really know when they wrote it, but it's crazy. Yeah, it always is. How could you be so young and and write this song? Because because we will talk about this but this song is on another level on another level songwriting wise so yeah really just a genius a genius in songwriting and this song is kind of proof of that yeah the secret message of this song is time to let go which is great yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it's it's a concept that that kept coming up in her music and we we've talked Mm -hmm. about this quite a lot and i think that the song it's time to go really expresses this it sums up pretty much it's the song about moving on yeah basically from different situations um taylor told Mm -hmm. rolling stone that this one is her favorite song on the album and about this song on her website she wrote i read the song with lids and i think the lyrics to this song are some of the best we've ever written i agree taylor it's about the moment where you realize someone isn't at all who you thought they were and that you've been trying to make excuses for someone who doesn't deserve them and that some people are just never going to love you. We were halfway through writing this when I started singing and now that I'm sitting here thinking it through, I've never been anywhere cold as you. Just so great. <laughs> what can I say? It's just, yeah, a perfect example of her songwriting skills. Yes, basically. and it's, yeah, it's clear that the lyrics have always been the important part of her music and we've said that countless times, but... This is, she really wrote this when she was so young. So this is truly one of the first songs she wrote. And the lyrics are so great and deep that really we we shouldn't have been surprised with folklore. Because like, it's yes, always been there. Exactly, exactly, yes. And I said folklore because folklore sounds like poetry to me. <laughs> but honestly... It is poetry. Yeah. Folklore and Evermore are just on another level, in my opinion. But they are on a different level because Taylor herself is able to write lyrics 
like in which way she likes, whichever like way she yeah. likes. <laughs> no, I would say that, but she chose to write poetry for folklore and evermore yeah. because she was able to write cold zoo. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just we will talk about folklore and evermore again yeah, next week. soon because we couldn't wait. Like we just. Yeah, too much time has passed since we talked about folklore and evermore. Yeah. So, like next week, yes, next week. Okay, we also talked about this song called As You briefly uh, back in June when we broke down the song You're on Your Own Kid. We basically came up with the idea that Cold As You might not be about a relationship, but a one-sided love affair, just like the one we find in the verses of You're On Your Own Kid, particularly in the first one. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's like, I don't know, it's not necessarily about that, but both the time period and, you know, the general impression that the song might give you i think it could be it could be read as an unrequited love yeah from her part i mean the main interpretation could be the one about this being about a relationship you know they are in a relationship but he doesn't give a shit anymore yeah. so she's hurting because of that but it could also be that he is not conscious of what he's doing because he's not really in a relationship with her. But because of this, she's hurting and she doesn't want to be in this position anymore. So she wants to let go. Yeah. But yeah, could, I mean, whatever you think the song is about, it's about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally a personal interpretation and you know feeling okay so i think we we can get to the lyrics yes okay so the song starts with the first verse you have a way of coming easily to me and when you take you take the very best of me so i start a fight because i need to feel something and you do what you want because i'm not what you wanted I guess we we are at the point where she I mean she's she basically starts the song with her being fed up with this situation and the thing that makes me think this is about an unrequited love is this lyric and you do what you want because I'm not what you wanted yeah absolutely like we also have this concept from the second line because we have him taken from her and when you take you take the very best of me and it's I don't see it as the same as I give you my everything because yes. it's like it's him that is taking it. Yes, he's not giving anything in return, yes. which is something that happens when you're in a relationship. But if you're not in like a romantic relationship, um, you don't think about giving the other person something in return. Like there's no compromise yeah. and she's the only one in this connection, in this quote unquote couple that he is giving. Yeah. you know and it's not even like she's saying i'm giving you something she focuses on him taking something yes. from her and and the thing that he's hurting her the most is that when he takes something from her it's the very best in her and that's why she's feeling so empty in this relationship yes. in this situation because she doesn't have that part of her that she deemed was the best because she's giving that to him he is taking that from her yeah also we have this idea of her having contrasting feelings because uh the song starts with you have a way of coming easily to me so it's like a positive thing like it's like i can't help it but love you basically but then yes. we have the other side and it's the side that 
he really doesn't care about her or at least not as she would like to and so we have this yeah this two contrasting contrasting feelings because she loves this other person but at the same time loving him is hurting her really that's what i got from here yes and so she starts a fight because she needs to feel those <laughs> strong emotions so like she's yes she's trying to yeah to get those strong feelings from somewhere else and we have that concept of taylor starting a fight quite a lot because oh yeah the first two songs that come to my mind are afterglow and the great war yes. but i i think there are other examples too yeah i guess the other side of the door comes to mind yes yeah i feel like it's a very fearless concept her fighting just to feel something yeah but and it makes sense by doing so she's hurting the other person but in this case she's not fighting to hurt him she's fighting for herself she's fighting because she wants to feel something other than emptiness because it's taking so much from her she wants to find herself again and she thinks um that fighting would be the answer but it's not really like the answer would be to let go and she recognizes that yeah. in the end but yeah and in this fight i guess he's not really clicking like he's not fighting back he just does what he wants because anyway she's like she's not what he wanted anyway she's she doesn't hold a candle to this guy yeah. in her mind well in his mind sorry and i mean yeah she wasn't girl. worth she, it's like she wasn't worth he wasn't fight. worth yeah he no he's not worth it no I, he's I not like i was saying in in his mind she wasn't worth it she's not yeah okay yeah but anyway he's the one who's not worth it yeah of course <laughs> I mean, yeah we we, we we agree on that yeah but if we i mean we didn't say this but we do think that i mean we said this back in june but we do think that your own your own kid is about a very very young crush that taylor had when she yeah. was you know 13 14 and that crush historically could be that famous drew from teardrops on my guitar yeah and i think that could be the same guy here but she's in a very darker place mentally and so she cannot help but see him as this dark twisted careless boy you know who just doesn't see her in the yeah. same way she sees him and yeah i think that's where we're at basically yeah okay then we have the chorus oh what a shame what a rainy ending given to a perfect day just walk away and no use defending words that you will never say and now that i'm sitting here thinking it through i've never been anywhere cold as you it's poetry absolutely poetry yeah. like so it's wow. interesting that we have the rain theme again we've talked about oh, yeah. that at the beginning of this year so if you want you can check that out but it's interesting because we know that taylor loves rain but in this case she is using the rain in a traditional way i would say because it's like yeah. the thing that ruins a perfect day and so the perfect day yeah. here could be their relationship if there ever was one but you know she was 13 or 14 and so it's like at that age it everything's different like yeah even if it were 
really like a relationship yeah it's not like the same relationship you would have at 18 or 19 or no absolutely you know but it's still like everything at that age is huge like greater than anything yeah of course (laughs) it is also because it's probably the first one of the first times you're feeling that way and so it's kind of overwhelming like i remember when when i was 12 and my damn boyfriend broke up with me i was i was destroyed like who was this boyfriend i can't remember i don't want to mention him really not a person worth it um but at the time <laughs> it wasn't even cute like but it's okay <laughs> um <laughs> are you a troll it's not like <laughs> but at the time it felt like so important and i don't know i was so heartbroken and i remember that i was like no you don't get it like <laughs> and it Obviously. was important now that i think about it i'm like Screw that. Obviously. I mean... But, yeah, anyway. Spoiler, I didn't have a boyfriend at 12, but... (laughs) I mean... I think I had... I think I had crushes, but I don't know. Don't even remember. Probably it was, like, the situation where every friend of mine who was a girl was, like, um, like, every week, oh my god, I love this guy, just, he's so cute, and he was, like, you know, in the class. And I was like, yeah, he's cute, too. So... It was like I was compelled to say that I had a crush on this guy. Okay. But I don't don't think I did, you know. Oh, I had a crush on on a different guy like like every week. I remember that. I remember too. So back to the lyrics. I guess they're still fighting in this course. Well, she's been fighting for a while, but I think she's saying to herself, just walk away. Like, it's useless to fight over this guy (laughs) because... He won't say anything. He won't fight back, you know, Sorry, because he doesn't really care. Because he said what? it's useless. And in my mind, it, it sounded like it's fearless. I was like, it's oh I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's useless. Big repetition. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Go on. No, no. Understandable. It's like she's saying to herself, it's not worth it. Like, please recognize that. And she does, and because she walks away, and then it's like this different scene where she's sitting there reminiscing about the fight, about this guy, about like the whole situation. And now that she's sitting there thinking it through, she realizes that he's just cold. And it's like she sums it up so well in my mind. Like she's been saying that he takes everything from her, the very best of her, and he leaves her with nothing. And he's not fighting back, he's not saying the words she wants him to say. And he's like a rainy day. Yeah. And that's just, he's cold. Like she sums it up so perfectly. And he's not even like cold as a person, he's just a place that is cold. Yeah, that's amazing. And a place that is cold is like you are in that place, like you feel it physically that it's cold you know it's like a feeling that you feel wrapped around you yeah and it's like i don't know just it's like the haunted forest where it's cold (laughs) and dark and you're just scared of the whole situation and you feel empty because of it yeah yeah i i totally agree italian jester like yeah (laughs) picture 
the the hand gesture that people think it's so uniquely Italian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's that concept of also him not being a light in her life. Him having this like bad aura that yeah, that's it. It's bad aura. Yeah. yeah. And we have a parallel with Coney Island with the lyrics. I'm sitting on a bench in Coney Island, wondering where did my baby go. And it's like she's asking herself, with where did that boy that I thought I knew go? Yeah. And another note, the the Coney Island that she describes in that song i feel it's like the cold abandoned yes um inter- what is it called entertainment park no yeah um yeah yeah well anyway um i feel like that song represents pretty well the place the, the cold place that she's talking about here in cold as you yes Okay, then we have the second verse. You put up walls and paint them all a shade of gray. And I stood there loving you and wished them all away. And you come away with a great little story of a mess of a dreamer with the nerve to adore you. Are you kidding me? It's just perfect. Perfect. Like, like stop slipping what? on this song. Because what What are these yes. lyrics? No, it's just too much. It's like, how do you come up with this when you're 13? It's like, oh yes, God. That's... Beyond. I cannot even fathom my that. Comprehension. Like, like beyond our comprehension. Like, yeah, it's too just much. That. It's too much. It's, oh my god! Like, but this verse is actually very interesting because yeah, she um, starts talking about walls painted a dark color, <laughs> which she brings up a couple of times in her discography. So the the walls obviously represent this closed off personality that this guy has. And yeah, I mean, I think we all know what putting up walls means. But yes. um, the particular thing, I guess, is that they're painted in a shade of gray. And we have a couple of parallels with this. From everything has changed and all my walls stood tall, painted blue. And I'll take him down, take him down and open up the door for you. And then from Dear John, you paint me a blue sky, then go back and turn it to rain. Which is interesting. Yeah. We gotta talk about Dear John, motherfucker. I mean, we had in plan to talk about Dear John and would have, could, should have. We just didn't come up, come around yeah. to it. Mm. But yeah, life changed with 1989 terrorist version announcement. But yeah. I, I mean, we're not complaining, um, but <laughs> no, of course, of course. No. We just had I mean, a schedule our, pla- and we didn't our plans changed for a good reason. Yes. So while he's there with his walls all around him she was standing there loving him and just and and she hoped she wished that her love could take them down you know yeah she she was still there hoping that he would open up to her and that he would let her in maybe which is also kind of the concept we talked about in our all you had to do was stay episode yes also the fact that we have the color gray i mean that i think it's a very straightforward metaphor it just represents this shade between black and white so between something that is sure like a simple concept of black and white it's gray here uh, but also it connects back to the gray of the like rainy weather yes and obviously once the the skies are gray like we find in their john that means the weather is just it's about sadness you know 
and it could also like foreshadow a storm coming so like a storm that is going to make them break up like lead to the breakup yeah which is obviously a heartbreaking experience but i think that in this case it could be a good thing happening to her yeah <laughs> anyway um and and then we have the second part of this verse there's just a legal just just illegal yeah and basically here she's saying that after this thing is over he still has this story of this mess of a dreamer who is of course taylor who had the nerve to adore him like it's i think it's an ego thing for him yes it's like is like saying i mean it's on you if you love me like it's your yeah. fault it's she was a, a mess of a dreamer yes it's like the guilt tripping the victim like that's just wrong in yeah, any it's case like, it's like this naive girl who believed yes. in them because she was like this daydreaming person that this hopeful person and yes like in i hate that with his words dreamer is a very negative thing yes it's like yes it's about it's not about dreaming for your future and you know your ideals being good and you know just wanting better for yourself it's about naivete it's about like almost ignorance and stupidity because she had the nerve to even think yeah. about him as more than a friend and that's cruel that's evil yes that's That's, that's cold bad yeah that's cold yes full circle okay then we have again the chorus which is the same and yes. then we have the bridge you never did give a damn thing honey but i cried cried for you and i know you wouldn't have told nobody if i died died for you died for you so here we have confirmation that he never cared about her because i mean we've said that from the very first line and she says that and i hate not i hate like i love that she does that but she still calls him honey like it's a sweet name and so it's the mixed feelings i talked about earlier yes and it's i said that i yes. hate it because it's so I... sad because she's like recognizing the fact that he didn't care but at the same time she is saying that in a way that shows that she still cares yeah i and i also think that it's not like sarcastic no no case. i don't read it as sarcastic. i mean she's yeah because she's used honey darling and stuff like that in a sarcastic way in other songs yes. but i don't think it's sarcastic here no and that's heartbreaking that's just sad you know like yeah she still calls him honey and the thing that i love here is that she says you never did give a damn thing like if she didn't write a thing That would just be, you know, yeah, he didn't, you didn't care. You never did give a damn about me, you know? But she says, damn thing. And it's, she's referencing, referencing the first verse where she says, yeah. and when you take, you take the very best of me. Like, he didn't give anything. He didn't give a damn thing to her. Yes, he just But took despite her. that or also because of that she cried and she cried for him it's like yeah he left her empty empty and crying basically yes and here we have a couple of parallels the first one is from yes. it's time to go i gave him my all he gave me nothing at all and wondered why i left then we have another one from i don't want to live forever i gave you something but you gave me nothing what is happening to me 
And then from all of the girls you loved before, crying in the bathroom for some dude whose name I cannot remember now. Which is different, obviously. Yes. yes. I just hope that she will come to that, you know, about this guy. From Listen, it's been it's been like 20 years. Yeah, like almost seriously. Wait, yeah, 20 it's years. Seriously, I mean 20 years. <laughs> God, so really 20 years. I, I hope she doesn't oh my God, remember she, his name. Oh my gosh, he wrote this songs 20 years ago. That's yes, crazy. Yes. I love that for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then we have the fact that if she had died for him, he wouldn't have told anybody because like, because it didn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit. Yes. Yes. And here we have a parallel with peace. It's a parallel, but it's actually an evolution of this feeling because the lyrics are all these people think love's for show, but I would die for you in secret. And it's an evolution. In peace, she hopes that is enough. Yes. She's not expecting him to say, and I would tell people that, you know, you have died for me in secret, but no, wait, I don't know if that's the case. Like, she doesn't care about it being in secret. I think she doesn't care, in PS, she doesn't care about other people's opinion. And it's also the, the same concept that we have in the song, call it what you want. Like, she, she's telling people, call it what you want, I don't care. It, I know what this relationship is. So I think that's the feeling that we have in peace. But also, she, she wrote peace when she was 30 years old. So, I mean, of course, you have a different way to approach yes. relationships. Because it's, it's like just normal. that's growth maturing and having your priorities change. Yes, uh, but here she she did care about other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And then we have the outro, I guess, uh, which is basically the chorus again, but with a change in the lyrics, because here we have the lyrics, every smile you fake is so condescending, counting all the scars you made. So, like, he's showing her this fake pity. Yes, condescending condescending means that right like uh, yeah i i think so yeah no wait i don't know exactly what <laughs> like i i have a meaning in my mind mm-hmm. but i don't know if it's the right one having or showing an attitude or patronizing superiority yeah patronizing that's okay yeah it's like it's clear that the other person feels superior and yes in this situation it's just evil when you're you're smiling at a person who knows who who loves you and you just feel superior to that person so you like you had this condescending um expression on your face that's yeah it it makes me think of all those middle school guys that know that maybe they're cute or something and oh yeah that girls yeah the fuck boys like them and they're like (laughs) yeah i have fans yeah and those are like the worst kind of people who grow up and (laughs) like i know that those fuckboys that i had in class in middle school just are awful people now like i know that (laughs) because it's like a known fact (laughs) so yeah stay away from those fuckboys girls like not worth it yeah absolutely And, and we have again this the scars, yes, which is crazy because 
it's such a theme that yes, she repeats and references in so many songs in her discography. And we have, in fact, a lot of parallels. Yep. Um, first, from the same album, A Perfectly Good Heart. Why did you want to make the very first scar? And I guess it could be the same situation. Like... Yeah, it could be the same. Yeah. Then from Eyes Open, every lesson forms a new scar. And I think that's exactly what's happening here. Yes. Like, all the scars he made on her are just lessons that she's learning from. And she doesn't want to repeat that situation ever again because it was so hurtful. Yeah. And then we have from, well, Blank Space, It'll Leave You Breathless or With a Nasty Scar, which is Mm -hmm. a very general meaning behind every like scar lyric yeah them from bad blood still got scars on my back from your knife and from cardigan you drew stars around my scars but now i'm bleeding he didn't draw stars before giving her scars but anyway (laughs) in this case no yeah no in in colors you know no no it just yeah yeah maybe also because maybe it was the very first scar so yeah then we have another parallel from the song hoax you knew it still hurts underneath my scars from when they pulled me apart. But what you did was just as dark. It was just as cold. <laughs> yes. Because it's colder when the sun goes down and it becomes dark. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and from Carolina. Hello. Welcome back, darling. Carolina. Yes. Um, the lyrics. Indelible scars. Pivotal marks. Blue as a life she fled. Yes. And I, I guess it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yes. Okay, I think we're done with the lyrics. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, Alice, what are your favorite lyrics from Cold As You? Okay, I I, I'm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm torn between two of them. Because uh-huh. I, I love and you come away with a great little story of a mess of a dreamer with the nerve to adore you. Because yes. how dare you word it like that? Yes. <laughs> Example. But I also love the simplicity that we have from the lyrics, and you do what you want because I'm not what you wanted. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. simple, but yeah, it's just it's so deep. And yeah, what about it's just you? Great lyrics. Yeah, my favorite are uh, and you come away with a great little story of a mess of a dream who the nerve to adore you because that's yes. just oh, hurts so much. But also like I don't know, you wouldn't have told nobody if I died for you. Yeah. Like that's just. I guess that's the lyrics that for me represent cool as you. Yes, it's true. But yeah, just great lyrics, great song. So yeah, I hope we did it justice. Yeah, I hope. I hope this. I think this was a great analysis based on the <laughs> fact that we didn't write down <laughs> almost anything. You know, like just and the I parallels, think it turned basically. out great. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. Like, I'm kind of proud of it. <gasps> Unexpectedly, this. so yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, we know this song pretty well. Yeah, exactly. That's why we, we were able able to do a whole episode about it. Yeah, so let us know basically. if we missed something, if you have a different yeah. interpretation, because we were so curious to know your opinion on the song and the others in general. And yep. so thank you so much for listening to this episode. All the ways to contact us are in the description. And you can give us a five-star review they really make us happy and you can share this podcast with your friends family loved ones whoever you want and not to people who have been cold to you <laughs> or maybe yes to let them <laughs> no, know that that they are cold yes <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Um, next week we will talk about folklore and evermore. Yes, and so we won't give you any more details because it's a very new format, I guess. Because I don't, we've never said anything about you know the albums in general. But I think that we have analyzed enough songs to talk about the albums as a yes. whole. You know. Yes. So, so that will be um, that. a strange episode, but uh, I think it will be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So thank you. Bye. Bye.